Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at bjshow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. Egbert got the address right. Why can't I get that web address right? BJ Show. reading it from a script somewhere, Brad. With all due respect to Egbert. Not Egbert. He's like, Egbert's a guy like Elon Musk. He's just like this savant kind of guy that just knows everything off the top of his head. You know what I'm saying? I do. And a friend of mine who listens to our show texted me a day or two ago, and she said, I'm changing your name in my phone to Political Savant (laughs) because of you, Brad. And of course... Per usual, I responded and said, how about we make that idiot savant? <laughs> so um, I'm either in her phone today as political savant or idiot savant. John can tell you, if you mention the most obscure state rep in the state of Missouri, John would know who that is, correct? I wouldn't know everyone in, in over, uh, over a huge period of time, but I would probably know most um, who deserve to be mentioned. I would just say that. Okay, let's take the farthest northwestern county in or the furthest northwestern political subdivision in missouri which would be up there uh i guess uh along the missouri river across the border from uh nebraska who would be the state rep up there a guy up there that probably has the highest profile is dean van showiak see i knew you'd know this never heard of him before yeah he's up there in the like the northwest part of the state yes 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 i used to drive that quite a bit when i won my my one thing when i used to work in omaha i mean when you know i did i did had a company in in des moines as well as omaha and you know once again i'll say it loud and proud two very nice cities that everybody makes fun of um, You're a big fan of both. I've been to both of them. I think they're great. Let me tell you, Omaha has the world's best airport, and and here's the deal with Omaha. Okay, I, that's a, quite a statement there. Brian. No, the I'm t- best airport. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Here's the reason why. I used to fly up there because of the fact that that the crazy story was that back in the day, this is the late '90s, early 2000s. For me to fly from this is when TWA was still around. For me to fly from St. Louis to to Des Moines, the cheapest advance fare I could get, like if I booked it a month out, was like fourteen hundred dollars. It was just crazy. And matter of fact, Des Moines, the 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 the, the companies. There's a lot of companies in Des Moines, a lot of big Fortune 500 companies. Um, a lot of insurance companies have their back office operations in Des Moines, and it was so bad in Des Moines because once again. The key in air travel now is if you want to air, affordable air travel into a city, you have to have either Spirit or Southwest or both of them fly into that city. If, if Spirit or okay. Southwest serves that city, then the other airlines get their prices in line. But if they don't, if one of those two airlines, specifically uh, uh, Southwest, does not fly into that city, they're just charging you out the wing-wang. And nobody wants course, to get charged yeah. out the wing-wang, okay? So <laughs> it got so expensive that a bunch of the companies pooled their resources 
and bought some planes and started their own little airline. Where, I didn't know that. Yeah, where they would fly to Chicago and they would fly to New York. We, you know? And, you know, so by the way, the, the obviously so many ag companies have a huge presence in Iowa. Right. And every two years you have a huge influx of people because the, the biggest farm show, outdoor farm show of the year is called Farm Progress. And it alternates between Boone, Iowa, which is about an hour drive from Des Moines. Do you know where Boone is? Oh, I do know where that is. Okay, so Boone, yeah, Boone every two years hosts Farm Progress, which is, you know, the biggest event. In, in, in Boone, Iowa, obviously, and it, it's only every two years, so it alternates with Decatur, Illinois. So th- these two relatively small cities just have, for one week every two years, just have a huge boon to their to their economic, you know, well, activity. It's, it's like the Iowa State Fair is the same thing. The Iowa oh, State, huge deal. The yeah. Iowa isn't, State, isn't Iowa State Fair like a week long? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And, and matter of fact, the running joke there is all the candidates come out there, and the running joke is everybody's got to gotta be, you know, have a picture of them taking, a, you know, taking a bite off their turkey leg that they bought. Yeah, you a know. corn dog <laughs> right. or something. And matter of fact, who was the one guy, I think he passed away, but he was a either a senator or a state rep who was the actor Fred Fred, Fred in, Thompson. Fred yeah. Thompson. Okay. I love Fred Thompson. I remember the story. I think he was in a couple of the Die Hard movies, wasn't he? Or something like that? Yeah, he was in like Hunt for Red October. I right, think. right, 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 right. Wasn't right. he? Really good, really good actor. Okay, I remember the story that he got somewhat dissed by a lot of the local press there, that he showed up in like, in like an expensive pair of linen slacks yeah dress pants or something right yeah, dress, i remember this dress pants and <laughs> and like a heavily starched shirt and he was wearing like gucci loafers with no socks yeah, <laughs> and, the, the, yeah. The, and the local people were going like who's he trying to fool <laughs> you know it's like hey, there's nobody in iowa dresses like that you know yeah not at all the, the thing when i think about fred thompson he he announced his campaign i think he went on leno's show to do it right and and the, the thing that because i liked fred thompson i thought he was cool i bought into his whole populist shtick but he had one of these really annoying physical tics where when he would make a point he would he would rub his leg and pat it so like when you would see him on Jay Leno, like he like he's just patting his leg and he looks like he's, you know, about to play patty cake or something like that. I think he's he's no longer with us. Yes, he died. I think he passed away. Yeah, he died in 2015. He was an American politician, attorney, lobbyist, columnist, actor, and radio personality. Member of the Republican Party. He served as United States Senator from Tennessee from '94 to 2003. Uh, 2003. Thompson was an unsuccessful candidate, Republican Party presidential candidate primaries for the 2008 United States presidential election. Yep. Good, good-looking guy, a deep voice, had a little bit that didn't have too much of it, but had that that little bit of that that Tennessee twinge in his voice yep. enough to make him you know sort of stick out like that kind of stuff okay man we're just talking about all sorts of weird stuff this morning okay the the, the point i was trying to make was okay let me go back to the omaha airport oh, you get me sidetracked okay yeah i used to fly because it was so expensive to fly to des moines if i didn't want to drive the entire six hours i would fly from st louis to omaha which was relatively inexpensive and i would rent a car and i would drive across uh, I-80 over to to uh, Des Moines, and, you know, that was my routine. How far of a drive is that? Eh, about two hours, you know. Oh, and, that's easy. And, you, yeah. know, and you drive through, you know, I mean, when you're driving in western Iowa, let me tell you, you see two things. You see you see lots of uh, truck stops because that's a big major <laughs> uh, interstate, you know, across uh, uh, the United States, the, the northern section. Not, not as much as 90, but it's still sort of up there. You see two things. You see that, and you see a lot of windmills, a lot of windmills up in Iowa, even back then. Okay, a lot of wind up there. Okay, so the point I was making was the world's best airport was I obviously rent a car. 
And the way that airport was set up is that I had a little game I play with myself on my watch, which Easy, I wore at the Brad. time. Uh, I would I would hit my timer, and when I walked off the plane, in other words, when I stepped off the plane onto the jetway, I would start my timer, and I would always try to beat my last time. I could walk <laughs> off the plane and be in my rental car on the way out of the rental car garage in under four minutes. There's no way. Yes, because the fact that I can I can tell you, unless they've changed the airport, to this day, the concourse that I was on, you'd walk off the jetway, you'd walk a small concourse. There was a set of es- there was an escalator that went right down from the concourse. The rental car counters were right there at the bottom of this concourse. The rental car counters were against the outside wall of the airport, like the front wall of the airport. And the parking garage where the rental cars were was across the street. So yeah, I would, I would right get up there. I would get off the jetway, walk you know, through the little bit of the concourse, go down the escalator. My my rental car was right there. And just like O.J. Simpson, I was in the gold club or whatever it was. <laughs> and it had my name on my little, you know, my little, you know, packet with my stuff. Flattered, yeah. And I go, I'm Hildebrand. And they, oh, Mr. Hildebrand, we didn't say ID. I'd show my ID. They'd hand me my, my, my packet and my keys. And they go, you're in row 22, you know, slot A. And... Hertz was on the first floor of the parking garage. Literally, you walk across the street. It's like five, six lanes of traffic. And you go into the parking garage, and Hertz was right there. So, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I think my best time was like, I think one day my all-time best time was like three minutes and 42 seconds. From the- be- and that's, that shows, first of all, not just like airport layout, but just when you're not flying into some monstrosity of an exactly. airport. Exactly. And, and while we're playing the nostalgia game, it's the city I went to most frequently during my time at Monsanto was Lubbock, Texas, in beautiful West Texas. And Brad, you you walk right out of the concourse. The rental car stuff is right there. Like it's maybe 30 steps after the gate. And then you walk out the sliding glass doors and then you have the parking lot and, you know, as a company, we're mandated we can only rent from one car from one company. Right. And then we walk right out to the gravel lot. You get in your car, and then when you get on the road, Brad, depending on the time of year, you're just driving through beautiful, fluffy white cotton fields. It's well, just majestic. But, but, it really see, takes me back. But see, here's the interesting thing. Hold on a minute, I can clear my voice. <clears throat> this is what drives me nuts if you've seen the new proposed airport layout for the new terminal at Lambert, okay? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Here, once again, here we go. To the point where if you fly southwest, you get spoiled, where if somebody drops you off at the airport and you go up on the, on, on the departure level, okay? Yep. You let them off the curb, and you can look through the doors and see the queue line for the TSA, okay? So yep. from the time you drop them off at the curb... And to the time they walk through the, you know, the, 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 the sliding doors there in front to the point where, where they are in the queue to go through, you know, the little velvet ropes or not the, not the velvet ropes, the rope line to get into, you know, to get your, you know, uh, you know, you know, boarding pass, boarding pass, all that kind of stuff. It's like a hundred feet. Okay. And, And it's like, you know, in and out. I love flying Southwest. The new terminal would be you're they're still going to keep the old terminal but all the planes are in one concourse and you got to walk way down the concourse before you get to any of the planes 
it's sort of like it's not as bad as if you've ever flown into like Las Vegas where you take the little little shuttles, the yeah. shuttles that take you. You know what I'm talking about? The little. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Tampa's like that. Yeah, yep. and there's a couple other airports like that that I've flown into where you get on the little shuttle thing, and it's like a, like well, I know Las Vegas like that because Las Vegas has such a huge huge airport. And I'm going like, okay, so you know what's the old saying? If there's no problem, why are you trying to fix it? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix right. it. Right. So it's to the point where it's like, okay. Lambert is not like the airport at once upon a time was. When I was flying helicopters doing traffic, we were a top 10 airport as far as traffic concerned. I don't think we're in the top 50 anymore. We may not, we not, may not even be in the top 75 as far as airport activity at the airport. It's just gotten sad. Well, and, but I don't know why folks are focusing on the airport when St. Louis County needs a new logo. <laughs> why does anybody care about an airport when I want to make sure that, that the region's branding is consistent across all letterheads? If you know what we're talking about, what was it? It came out that the, here they, the, the Sam Page is cl- claiming they have a $40 million deficit in their budget, but yet they spent, what, $90,000? It was ninety k. Yeah. Hey, unpopular opinion, that is a steal to hire a creative agency to do branding. That doesn't mean they should have done it. But it means if you can get an agency of more than a handful of people to do a rebranding campaign for you and you're only dropping 90K, but John, like, but John, you're doing pretty well. You live in a different world. You know what I, I do? do. You know I, what? Hey, and, and, but, but let me repeat that again, though, Brad. That doesn't mean that the county should have hired a branding and creative agency to do it. Even the Post-Dispatch today, their, their editorial today talks about how they could have done a contest, they could have had local businesses you know, sponsor a, a new logo campaign, but if you're going to go out and hire an agency, like 90, 90K is not a bad deal. Okay, the B&J logo, the Brad and John logo? It costs uh, 91000 right? $20 on Fiverr. <laughs> and you know what? You know who suggested in, in the Twitter comments, because I was reading about this, somebody was like, uh, why didn't they go to Fiverr? Yes. I mean, I, mean I, I, I think I sent that to you. I was like, I, well, here you go. I've got logos for very my various businesses and websites I put up that I've done for clients, and I sent them the logo. They're like, oh, my God, that logo's great. Uh, it's five dollars on fire. It's amazing. But and will... by the way, that does speak to the gig community and the fact there are so many good creators out there. And they're that all... if you give them twenty bucks, they'll give you some great options. And they're all halfway around the world. They're all over in yeah, Indonesia. They're all in Indonesia or, right, or Singapore or somewhere like, like that. that. There are none of them around here. Okay, we didn't talk about Georgia. We didn't talk about Fannie Willis. Really quick, there's another big controversy. We talked touching this the other day that the the special prosecutor that she hired who's going after Trump she's it's having she's having a romantic affair with the guy they've already spent $600,000 with with this firm that he works for and on the expense reports it turns out that they matched up their travel schedules that he's going to these locations on uh, for various things and she's at the same place with him at the same time ironically are are or isn't that strange just like okay some people are going like okay this is going to blow that trial up i say and not. you guys everybody go to johncommerce.com today the top link listen to i have the timestamp listen to will sharf explain ex- with a straight face exactly what's going on in that case and, and he talks about that correct yeah he does yeah it's crazy it's crazy stuff it's like it's like okay what is she thinking hey have a good weekend john we'll be here monday even though everybody else is off right that's right see everybody monday